The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. And with me in the studio today, I have a fantastic mortgage loan expert to talk to us about how what you need to do to get ready and get pre-approved to get a mortgage so you can buy your own home. Later in the show, we have Ryan Frey with us, and Ryan is a real estate investor extraordinaire. I met him at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club, and you're going to get some great ideas on how you can improve or become a better real estate investor. But first of all, Lou Carr from Summit Funding. Lou is the branch manager and a fantastic mortgage lender at Summit Funding. Welcome to our show, Lou. Thanks very much, Peter. It's great to be here. It's a fantastic day. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. Enjoying a nice summer and warm weather. And this is the peak season when people are out and about looking for homes, Lou, as we all know. I recently was chatting with some other gents at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. And I've been reading through all the trades that you know the markets are strong, not only in Northern Nevada, but all across the country. And one of the concerns that people are starting to voice is affordability. Can people really afford to buy homes? And in some cases, it's almost a non-issue because regardless, there's lines of people waiting to buy homes that are available for sale. But for the people that are maybe saving and thinking about buying a home in the coming months or year, what's your stand on it? Where are we with affordability on homes? Uh, we, we're really actually still very affordable. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, it is still a seller's market. So we've got a lot of activity on the properties that are out there, both resale and builder homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but affordability is still really good. I, I, I don't have a lot of this, this specific statistics right now on affordability, but it's amazing to me as I have people uh, enter my office and go through the pre-approval process, I still have people that are amazed at how much they can afford to purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's different than renting a place. And, and part of it is, you know, part of their drive to purchase is due to the rental market too. Oh, yeah. Rents are not going down. Right. Um, and some people who are already in a, a rental property are finding that their landlords are raising the raising their rental rates. So, mm-hmm. um, but it, to get back to your question, uh, one of the concerns people have about affordability is, you know, how fast are our homes increasing in price? You know, I'm hearing still in the neighborhood of five to six percent per year, um, which isn't that's that's not unhealthy. You know, historically it's what maybe four or five percent. So it's pretty um, much in line with the norm, if you want to call it that. Yeah, and, and I have to qualify this. I'm not a real estate agent. I don't look at home prices all the time. It's not a part of of someone qualifying for a home. So I have to qualify my view of home prices as an outsider. I'm in the business, but someone brings me in a, a, a buyer, we appraise a property. If all of those items line up, then we can do a, a loan on that home for that buyer. Mm-hmm. So I don't monitor value statistics as much as a real estate agent would. Yeah. When you are doing mortgages for people to buy, 
be it primary residence or investment property. I know that you look at a lot of things that are somewhat standard in your industry. Loan to value, for instance. The amount of loan that people need versus the value of the home. It's a standard calculation. And then there is the DTI, the debt to income ratio, where people are comparing and you're comparing how much obligation the borrowers have already and how much more can they take on with this new mortgage uh, compared to their income. So there has to be a good ratio there. But what I think a lot of people wonder is with the prices going up, a, a fraction of a percentage, let's say every month, or they can see that it's gone up, say average prices, median prices have gone up from $297,000 for a home to like 302000 was the last number I think I heard in Reno. I think a lot of people do think that once the price exceeds a certain number, they're out. It's it's over for them. They can't right. get a mortgage. Is it really that rigid? Is it that, de- that definite when you cross a, a price point? No, definitely not. Well, and, and let's, let's clarify this. So, Peter, you come to me and you want to apply for a mortgage. You have a financial scenario that, that includes a certain amount of income, a certain amount of assets, and a, a credit history. So your income will dictate, for the most part, what you can qualify for. Mm-hmm. But then we also have some tools that can help you qualify. And an example of that is there is a first-time homebuyer product available in Nevada called a mortgage tax credit. Used to be called an MCC or mortgage credit certificate. And it's a tool that we can use to help you qualify for more home. So your income says you can purchase X, you know, let's say a $200,000 house. Now, your your original question would dictate that, yes, I tell you, you can afford a home up to $200,000. There's a lot of moving parts in that Mm $200,000. But yes, you are restricted right now from anything more than that if you're working with me. Mm -hmm. Maybe some other lenders got some fantastic, you know, formula for doing something different. I don't keep tabs of everybody else, but we're using the same guidelines. Mm -hmm. So yes, now, if I took that same two hundred thousand dollar home, or or let's say you didn't, you weren't able to purchase that home, and oh my goodness, now there's one next door for two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Right. And you come back to me and say, I really want to buy this home for two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. I might be able to throw a mortgage tax credit onto that onto your transaction. It costs you money. Mm-hmm. But it might allow you to buy that $220,000 home. Mm-hmm. There's some other moving parts. Property taxes on every home are different. So you could have a $200,000 home and the property taxes are $2,500 a year. You might have a $200,000 home and the property taxes are only $800 a year. So those are components of the purchase and how much it costs you for your monthly payment that determine how much home you can buy. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla, your host, and I'm chatting with Lou Carr. Lou is the branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. Summit Funding is a great mortgage loan company, private mortgage lender that moves fast, gets things done quickly, and a very professional company. The wonderful thing about Lou is that not only is Lou the branch manager, he's a mortgage lender himself. So, Lou, you oversee the office, you oversee the other lenders there, but you do loans yourself Yes, I do. So you're in the trenches with your team. Yes, I am. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
and a lot of years of experience and that's another advantage that I talk to many people about Lou when they're looking for a lender is that they really need to deal with somebody that's had some time in the box seen all sorts of different things happen because the mortgage lending business it's kind of like a moving target isn't it it's changing absolutely yeah and and when once you get into a transaction you you negotiate a contract to purchase a home you're typically looking at 30 maybe 35 days to mm-hmm. close and you have appraisals and inspections yeah. and and emotions mm-hmm. and you know it's kind of a roller coaster so yeah if if there were never any problems they were, really wouldn't need guys like us in there <laughs> you know the only more emotional purchase that I think I have ever made in my life, Lou, besides purchasing a home, was purchasing that diamond ring when I proposed to my lovely fiance. There you go. I mean, there that's, it's, it's, what I'm trying to get at is, it's full of emotion. You got a house full of emotion yep. when you're buying a real estate uh, holding, especially if it's for primary residence, because you're going to live there. You got plans, you got futures, you got timing issues. It seems like everybody that's buying a home wants to have a party when they move or friends or family or come over and so they set up the day they set up the food the caterer Lou the new furniture's coming my refrigerator will be delivered on this particular day <laughs> but it's funny the things that can happen yeah yeah <laughs> and and you know you've got a buyer who's going yeah I don't really think it's worth that much and you have a seller who's going it's worth a little bit more it's got to be worth more than that yeah. and yeah, yeah so there's a meeting and that's you know you got to give credit to real estate agents they're the ones that do hold the hands of the buyers and the sellers and they take those problems and you know they have to wrestle with them and and come to a conclusion and then to that effect it's good to have a good lender and a good title company and good inspectors mm-hmm. and and handyman that can you know fix small problems and not charge an arm and a leg for it yeah. uh, you know, depending of course on the size of the of the repair but mm-hmm. but it's a long process and an emotional one you bet and i know that lou you and your team at summit funding in addition to talking about the loan i mean you ask other questions and offer additional guidance that many home buyers have no idea they even had to consider before they pull the trigger for instance i know that you don't need an inspection, a home inspection, on every transaction if you're buying a home or you're gonna get a mortgage. It's generally not required, but what is your position on home inspections? Well, I think they bring peace of mind. That's the biggest That's the biggest advantage to doing a full inspection on a home is to, uh, you know, to eliminate as many of the potential problems. But we don't, as a company, Summit Funding does not require you to do a home inspection. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the only, uh, we, well, we require an appraisal no matter what the, the, the uh, type of loan, sure. FHA, VA, USDA, conventional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, the only inspection we require is a pest inspection on a VA transaction, mm-hmm. and that pest inspection has to be clear. It can't yeah. have any Section 1 violations. Yeah. I still think, personally, Lou, it'd be a good idea to get a home inspection. I mean, let's face it. You're going to spend today's median price, $300,000 for a home. A home inspection costs about $400, maybe. I mean, it seems like a pretty small percentage to have some peace of mind. Like you say, you sleep better at night, don't you? When right. You that and, and they don't cost that much unless it's a pretty sizable home. Yeah. Um, you know, $300 and, you know, if you've got a foundation problem or a roof problem, I mean, you could be spending a lot more than that after you purchase the home if you don't get it checked out. I personally 
have not ever purchased a home without an inspection. I know most people that are contemplating buying a home, Lou, and have some reservation. It's because they don't feel like they have enough money to close a deal. The down payment, uh, the closing cost, you know, the cost of inspections and so forth. Uh, I know that a lot of people struggle with that, wondering if maybe they're better off to leave that money in the bank and keep it in their, in their nest egg versus chunking it all down to purchase a home. So after our commercial break, I'd like to have you give us some feedback on that topic and talk to us about how people can gather funds so that they can buy that first home. I'd love to, Peter, and there are some very creative ways to do that. So yeah, let's chat about it. We have more on Nevada Real Estate Radio with our real estate investor guest, Ryan Frey, is with us in the studio. I met him at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. You'll be amazed what he has to say and what he's doing in his very own real estate investment business. Stay tuned. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. Welcome, everybody, to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla, your host, and I'm pleased to be with you today on a very nice and toasty Wednesday afternoon in Northern Nevada, enjoying my time in the outdoors and talking with people about real estate and real estate for investors. Wow, we had a great time last night at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. We meet every first Tuesday of the month, 6 p.m., at the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. What's really cool about this meeting is that we get to talk with people that are out in the field actually doing the things we talk about, investing in real estate or getting ready to invest in real estate. You know, there are people that go for years and years doing research, talking to people, uh, looking at uh, uh, MLS listings, trying to figure out where the market is going, but they never really pull the trigger. They might have been doing this for two years, three years. I talked to a gentleman last year, 10 years. He's been looking to invest in real estate, and he's still getting that research together. By golly, he's gonna know everything he needs to do before he buys that first property. Believe it or not, though, they actually do pull the trigger sometimes. Another gentleman I had talked to had looked for eight years about getting into real estate investing, and he finally did pull the trigger. He now owns a duplex in Sparks, Nevada. He's considering buying a primary residence as an investment property as well. So maybe he had a little bit of cold feet, maybe he was just a little bit slower to get started, but regardless, if you've got that focus, you can make it happen no matter how long you've been looking. A lot of good things happen when you invest in real estate. You essentially own your own business. And when you own your own business, you get a certain level of freedom and you get a lot of excitement because you are driving the bus. Well, today we have a great real estate investor in talking with us. He's actually been with us a couple of times before, but he's going to give us an update on his activities at We Buy Houses. His name is Ryan Frey. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Well, good afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen each other, but I know that you've been out and about active. Uh, you do a lot of uh, outreach. You let people know what, you're, what you've been doing at We Buy Houses. Tell, tell our listeners how long you've been in the business. I started flipping real estate in 2003. I would do one a, about one a year. Um, 
And then I think when the market crashed, I decided to do about six mm-hmm. and I got really hurt. So it took me a couple years to lick my wounds and get back in the game. Um, ended up going to one of these real estate seminars. Mm-hmm. Thought for sure I knew everything, learned a ton. And now I'm flipping 17 right now at this moment. So awesome. we're actually listing two this week. We're buying two next week. Um, we have uh, one of our projects is over a million bucks. Mm-hmm. The, the houses that we like to do are under 300,000. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's kind of exciting. And like you said, it's really fun. Uh, we get to drive the bus, make the decisions. And now I don't work in my business. I work on my business. Yeah. And I can work on my business from anywhere, which is really nice. So uh-huh. I have office people and then the guys that are actually at home or at the homes mm-hmm. uh, actually doing all the repairs. So uh, I have a lot of free time. Um, as long as I have my cell phone with me, I get to make the big decisions and mm-hmm. um, get to go play. That's wonderful. You know, a lot of times people ask me what, is it, what it is about owning a business that's great. Well, I, you know, the, one of the great things about owning a business is what all businesses do that are successful, and that's they, they make people happy. A business is supposed to make people happy. The end user, the clients, the customer, they like the product, they like the service, it improves their standard of living. But not many people talk about what it does for the business owner. It makes you happy too, owning a business. As you said, you have more free time, you have more control of your life, and knowing that you're making people happy, well, that's a that's a joy in itself, isn't it? I think the biggest uh, joy is how tangible it is. The, the beginning and then the end product mm-hmm. is just a huge difference. And the people that, you know, no matter who it is, if it's a school kid or, you know, an elder, they both look at it the same. They're like, wow, what? I can't believe you just did that. This And then this looks so amazing. And the people that walk into the homes, uh, you know, we do them nice with granite and glass backsplash and all new paint and carpet. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. we don't just do the whole lipstick on a pig. We try to do make them look really nice. And it's something that we're proud of. Um, so when my kids drive around, they show their friends, they say, hey, my dad did that house. And yeah. it's kind of cool. And I, I really like it. So the tangibility is the best part for me. You're doing a lot to help out with the challenge that we're having in Northern Nevada, which is a housing shortage. And it's people that are out looking about buying a house. But every time a house comes up in the price range or in the area that they're looking for, tons and tons of offers. There just aren't enough properties to go around with the demand. So I know that the work you do is helping alleviate that situation. And later in the show, I want to talk about how you're helping the overall community of Northern Nevada by putting more houses on the market. So I'm glad you're with us today. Thank you very much. Also with us in the studio is Holly Kellogg. Holly is with Meridian Energy Group, and her title is Shareholder Relations. Holly, I love having you here in the studio. Welcome. Thank you so much. Lovely to be here. And Holly, you and I met initially at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club as well. Absolutely. Are you you a real estate investor? (laughs) I have been a real estate investor uh, about 10 years ago. Uh I did a lot of mortgages. I had my own home and I had uh, nine, uh, I had eight, two bedroom, three bath, three bedroom, two bath, you know, homes. Mm -hmm. And then when the economy tanked, I lost everything. So, I had to lick my wounds, too. Yeah, we all did that together. That's why we brought the country together. We're all licking our wounds. I know. But you have something so, very exciting going on right now in your life that's new. Yeah. Let us let our listeners know what we're going, they're going to hear about later in the show. Okay. Uh, I'm with Meridian Energy Group, Inc. Uh, I am their senior um, shareholder relations person, and we have a very unique um, opportunity. We work with accredited investors, and because of the 2014 Supreme Court ruling that changed a four 40-year-old ruling that the U.S. could not build any new refineries in the U.S., we are now able to keep up or start to keep up with the production of crude oil in the U.S. 
the crude is increasing and we just don't do not have enough refinery capability. Mm-hmm. So this is an opportunity uh, to get involved with a, a new refinery. It's going to be built in North Dakota, 55,000 barrels a day. And we think this is going to be one of the first refineries that's actually owned and operated by the public versus um, a utility company or an oil company. Hmm. Oil companies you know, build their own refineries, refine their own product. So they pull about a million barrels a day out of North Dakota. This is a 55,000 barrel a day refinery, so there's plenty of oil. It's a very exciting historic project. It's getting national recognition. Wall Street is looking at it and so forth. So we're very excited to be involved in it and watch it mature and progress. We encourage our listeners to think about other things besides real estate. It doesn't matter whether you're an investor or a primary residence homeowner. You really need to know what's going on in the country, what opportunities we have. And, you know, just on the surface, I know that oil tanked at the end of 2015. And I think it got down below $30 a barrel. You know, I remember when it was up close to 100 or even more. And I think most people probably feel like oil is not a good in investment right now. However, I've always found that when you look at investments that most people are not looking at, you have some of the best opportunities. So I'm excited to hear about the oil industry and uh, this project that you're doing in North Dakota. Holly, my uh, family, two of my family members have been in the oil business for many years, and I've always somewhat marveled about that industry because it's got a certain romance to it, you know? like. Remember, you ever see the big movie, the big Elizabeth Taylor movie, Giant? Yes, yes. yes. With James Dean. That's <laughs> yes. one of my favorite movies. Absolutely. So I love that whole concept. We're going to talk more with our in-studio guests, Ryan Frey from We Buy Houses. Also with us in the studio, Holly Kellogg. She's with Meridian Energy Group Incorporated, and she is in shareholder relations. We're going to talk with her, too, after this message. Many times, closing a real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.SocotraCapitalNevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment. Thank you. Socotra Capital Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, State Line, Nevada, 89449. David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269, NMLS 331429, MLD 4075, Company NMLS number 114 Socotra Capital, Nevada, Incorporated. It's going to be a hot one today. The neighbors are getting their swimming pool ready. Let's go to Pool Supply Outlet. Everything in the store is super low price. We need diving rings and some pool toys so I can be king of the pool. Pool Supply Outlet also has robotic pool cleaners. So we can spend more time enjoying the pool. And your koi pond. Yes, they're right next door to Oasis Pond Maintenance and Supply. Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue in Sparks. Pool Supply Outlet, Reno.com. Are you looking for a great realtor to help you close your real estate? transaction? Well, you need to listen to what some people have to say about Diane Heaton from Remax Realty Affiliates. Keith and Allison said, Diane is incredibly knowledgeable and well-liked in our community. She coordinated everything, even in the toughest situations and with great understanding of our needs. William H. said, I can't imagine doing anything better than Diane does her real estate business. Cindy and Jim said, Diane provided excellent service for us 
and we would recommend her highly. Well, Diane is amazing, and she does an amazing job for her clients. So give her a call. Diane Heaton, Realtor at REMAX, Realty Affiliates, 775-750-2409. We're talking with Ryan Frey. He's from We Buy Houses and Holly Kellogg. She's with Meridian Energy Group Incorporated. I'm glad you guys are with us in the show today. I met both of you originally at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club, probably two or three years ago, Ryan, when we first ran into each other there. That sounds about right. Yep. And so did the Reno Real Estate Investors Club offer assistance guidance? Was it helpful going to those meetings when you were getting getting things going? I would absolutely recommend it. Um, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit ago about the, the people that are brought in to speak at this group. I've learned a lot. I've gotten to talk to the county commissioner for Story County, mm-hmm. gotten to learn a lot about what's going on out there at USA Parkway. Um, I think because of that, I ended up getting to talk to, um, what's the guy's name? Gil. Yeah. Uh, Lance, uh, Lance Gilman. Lance Gilman. Mm-hmm. And got to have a, you know, almost a one-on-one lunch with him, and he was just really enlightening as well. Yeah. So it really kept me positive in the direction that I was heading, even though, you know, the market goes up, down, and mm-hmm. sideways. Um, I feel the market was going to continue to go up. I still feel the market's going to continue to go up with the information that's been given to me through mm-hmm. this um, investors group. Uh, I think maybe next year at, at the election time we might feel a little dip, but I still feel very bullish on the on our real estate market here in Reno. Yeah, it's a beautiful place to live in northern Nevada, and compared to other areas, especially when you compare it to California, which is so close to us, there's still great values here and great lifestyles here that you can't get across the state line. And talk about convenient, it's a quick move if you're moving from California to Nevada. It's Absolutely. like moving in the same neighborhood sometimes, you know. So there are great opportunities there. I've I've found in my life, Ryan, that when I surround myself by people, they're actually better than I am at whatever it is I do. Let's say skiing. I love to ski, okay? So when I go skiing with some friends that are better than I am, I think I actually ski a little bit better. I agree with that. You're definitely, you're going to be your, whoever your top five friends are, that's who you're going to become. Whatever they make, you make. Whatever they do, you do. So surround yourself around the best people you can because that just only improves you. That's probably it. A way that you've gotten to be so successful yourself, you probably put yourself in those positions as well, so you can get that knowledge. Absolutely, I would. I'm just lucky. I do have some really great friends that are business owners that uh, have helped me develop my business. Even mm-hmm. if it's not on a real estate side, it's just the the business side of it. Also, uh, just going to these little group meetings, and now that I've spent some time in the industry, I feel like I know some of the absolute best realtors. Um, it just makes it a lot easier for me knowing these people because mm-hmm. I'm. I don't have to guess. I do make really good decisions, and uh, we get to help a lot of people. We help people that are looking to sell houses. We're looking to to help people that are looking to buy houses. Mm -hmm. We help real estate agents become better real estate agents uh, by using us. And then we also help other people with money, just as Holly does. We have people with private money come in and help, uh, and then we use that money to flip the properties. So we give them a higher rate of return than they can get at the bank or a CD or um, a bond or a stock or mm-hmm. whatever. So It's a real team effort. And again, when you surround yourself by people that are really good at what you want to do, better than, than what you want to do or are doing, your skills improve as well. Not a lot of people I know in Nevada get a chance to meet Ryan Frey, but thousands of people are now getting to listen to you on the radio show. And Ryan, I know you're going to help people that are wanting to become successful real estate investors because they're surrounding your, themselves with you and our program for the next 
what remains of this one-hour show. So I want you to come think about some of the things we're going to talk about after the break. I want to give you, have you give us some ideas of how you can really hit the gas if you're just getting started as a real estate investor. And I'm also going to talk with our other guest in the studio, Holly Kellogg from Meridian Energy Group Incorporated. We're going to talk about the oil industry in North Dakota. So please hang on. We will be right back. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. You're tuned in to 1060 AM Radio KFOI, the Lotus Broadcast Station in Northern Nevada. My name is Peter Padilla, your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're helping people every day accomplish their goals of home ownership or buying real estate investment properties by learning from industry experts. Every week, I have the pleasure of talking with new people on our radio show, just like I do every other day of the week. Go to investment meetings, talk to realtors, talk to lenders, keep up with the trades is what's happening across the country in real estate. You know, prices are going up all the time, it seems like. They only go in one direction but that's not really true. It wasn't that long ago, we had a mortgage meltdown, a crisis in the real estate business. I remember when in Northern Nevada, the average price, the median price of a home was at about $150,000. Could you believe that? I mean, that was that was like back in 2012. What's it now? It is over 300,000 no in Reno, Nevada and approaching 300 in Washoe County. Do you know when I met you, which was what, two and a half years ago, yeah. it was about 260. Uh-huh. So that's amazing. Yeah, it's just it's just taken off, and it looks like this time it's got legs. We're talking with Ryan Frey from We Buy Houses. He's a real estate investor in northern Nevada, and also in the studio, Holly Kellogg. She's with Meridian Energy Group Incorporated. She's with Shareholder Relations. And later in the show, Holly and I are going to be talking about the oil industry in North Dakota. But for right now, Ryan Frey, uh, investing in northern Nevada. Many people are having challenges, not enough houses. Housing shortage, they say. And and then you hear about all of these homes that are in foreclosure or homes that are, uh, they call them zombie homes that are just out there with uh, pigeons living in them. Unoccupied. And, yep. And you wonder, how is it going to come together? I've been reading in the trades that the home builder sentiment is, is steady and that uh, home builders are feeling very confident, probably because of the housing shortage, and they're looking to build homes. But many times they can't build them fast enough, or maybe they don't want to build too many of them because they also don't want to get caught in a bubble like they did during the last housing, housing crisis. So that's where you come in, an investor. Let our listeners know what kind of homes you're shopping for to buy, and then what happens to those homes afterwards. We at We Buy Houses, you can reach us at 775-324-2727. That's 324-ASAP. We are looking for houses. Um, any, anything that you think we might need, go ahead and call us, and mm-hmm. we will let you know if we're interested or not. Um, I hate to qualify ourselves with and, and label us as just this one certain type of home and then miss out on an opportunity. But typically, we're looking at homes that are under 300000 
Um, they're going to either be a distressed property or a distressed situation. So um, it could be, you know, mom and dad might have passed away and the kids get the house and they can't afford two house payments. And then mom and dad's house needs to be fixed up. Mm-hmm. They can't afford to fix it up. And uh, so we just have, we come in and we turn around, we buy it with cash. We relieve them of the uh, obligation of paying the monthly mortgage. And um, we go ahead and um, get them out of the contract or get them out of the, the home. And then we turn around and fix it and we rehabilitate the home and get it back on the market and mm-hmm. make somebody else real happy. Um, so uh, other times the house is in really poor shape, so the person can't sell it. It doesn't qualify for like an FHA loan. Maybe it has a bad roof or uh, has a, a windows broken, something like a that. Bad kitchen, mm-hmm. bad flooring. It could, it could be a lot of different things. Yeah. And so these people don't have money to come fix it up. So what we do is we'll we'll cash them out of it or, or mm-hmm. buy it from them. And then once again, they're relieved of their obligation and we go fix it up and rehab- rehabilitate the house and make it something beautiful that somebody wants to own. Somebody can find a home now maybe that they couldn't find otherwise because it's just one more home on the market. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the banks are also releasing some of these um, homes that you were talking about. Yeah, the zombie homes that have been sitting around for a long time. Sitting around. And so we'll we'll be in contract on some of these things for uh, over two years. Mm -hmm. And when they finally come to fruition, then we get the opportunity to go in there and and rehabilitate them as well. Um, the nice thing about them taking a long time for us is as an investor, we get the appreciation of the market over that period of time. So if it's mm-hmm. uh, we're in contract for six months, I get six months of appreciation on it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when I get in contract on these things, the, the numbers don't really work. Mm-hmm. But six months later, maybe <laughs> maybe two years later, the numbers really work well. So because of the appreciation and value of the home. Correct. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to the median price of the home. I mean, we we're looking at almost $20,000 a year in appreciation. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're looking to invest, I think you should jump on it. Um, yeah. Whether there's a hiccup, um, the, the best time is, is now. Yeah. So there's an old saying that says, uh, the best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago. Yes. The second best time to plant a tree is today. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about doing it, just do it. Because yeah. you're missing out on an opportunity. So let me tell you, one of the biggest challenges that I believe people think they have when they want to be real estate investors is having the money to get started. So give us some ideas, give us some tips of how to resolve that or is it really even an issue? Uh, there's a couple ways to answer that question. Um, I feel that if you don't, if it's something that you wanna do and you're looking into doing it, you can always keep looking and looking like the people you talked about earlier, the tenure people that yeah. look for ten years. It doesn't. You don't necessarily need to have money, you need to have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there hunting for an opportunity, you find a home that's a good deal, that might be a good deal for me, you go find it, you put it under contract, which just means you just say you're gonna buy it for this dollar amount, you know, at, at you know, in this timeline, whatever you cover, just a couple of simple things. You bring the contract to me, and I'll buy the contract from you. So I have a way to basically give you some money to purchase your contract on that home. It's mm-hmm. called wholesaling. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have any money, there is an opportunity to make money in real estate by wholesaling, and you can obviously call me at three two four two seven two seven. And uh, we can discuss that further. But I do help a lot of people that are just getting into real estate by doing that. All right, so let's talk about the wholesale. Let's break that down a little bit. I'm talking with Ryan Frey. Ryan is a real estate investor from We Buy Houses, and he's in the studio giving us some ideas of how we can find ways to get started, especially when we have no money. So when you talk about wholesaling, and uh, what you just said, it, it, it make, I wanna make sure that I've got it right for myself and for the listeners. So if I know, let's say, a neighbor of mine has a home that he needs to sell for whatever reason, and um, I think that the house has potential, let's say, because it, it's, the money he needs is a lot less than my house is worth, and it's right next door, and they're pretty much comparable houses. You're saying I could make an offer to him to buy the house at a, a price, the price that he wants, 
and then I could contact you, and let's say you look at it and say, mm, I, th- I think that house is worth more money. You could buy the contract from me, and then I, I could have made money without actually even taking ownership of that home? That's correct. So we would basically just pay you through escrow mm-hmm. as a finder's fee. Uh-huh. So uh, before I made an offer on my neighbor's house, would it be advisable to call you first to make sure I'm doing the right deal? Uh, yes, absolutely. We can definitely give some advice on how to structure it or give you a, a mm-hmm. contract to fill out or uh-huh. whatever. Um, a lot of people are afraid to do that because they don't want to, they're afraid that I'm, not me, but somebody might want to go around them and, and uh, eliminate them from the deal. Yeah. So if if that's the case, uh, just go and put the house under contract and then bring it to me and then we can kind of massage the mm-hmm. contract. It, it's pretty easy to do. Yeah. But just to give a quick example, I, I know you have a really good one, but uh, I found a house, it was really nice. The, the owner set his price, he says, I wanna sell the house for 193 mm-hmm. and um, and I didn't have, I was buying some other houses, I didn't have enough private money to close on this deal, so I went to another investor and I just said, what will you give me for the house? And he's like, I'll give you 238. I was like, perfect. So I went back to the seller and I told the seller, I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll give you two grand to move out if you can get out in three weeks. Mm-hmm. So essentially, my guy closed on it in three weeks. I gave the seller two two grand to help move and I helped her move. And uh, I went ahead and I made some pretty good money on one deal without Very even nice. without even doing anything to the home. So it's about like knowing who, having connections, right? Having and connections. communicating with people. Right, and that's that's the best deal probably I've ever done in that in that regard. Or sometimes you just sell a contract for a couple grand. You know, mm-hmm. you find it and you just make a couple thousand bucks. So it's pretty. Oh, yeah, you make it up in volume. Right? Make it up in volume. <laughs> so. Wow, that's yeah. great. That's great. So your communication skills have to be good when you're a real estate investor because you're talking to a lot of people. Sure. Definitely, um, and I never overpromise. I always take a look at somebody's house, uh, and I, I want to make sure that I, when I look at their house, it's it's been their home. I don't want to mm-hmm. put it down and say, you know, your your carpet's bad or your roof's bad, and just yeah. start knocking it. No, I'm interested in the house. Yeah, I'm going to talk it up a little bit, and then obviously we know that it has some problems, and this is where I need to be on my price in order for it to work. Mm-hmm. I'm a for-profit company, mm-hmm. and so um, in your neighbor's example. Uh, your neighbors might think his house is worth something and his, and his neighbor thinks it's worth less, but I might think it's worth more because I can fix it up and a really nice house in that mm-hmm. neighborhood might sell for more than what your house would. Yeah. So my numbers don't start from where maybe Zillow says it's worth. It might start a little higher than that or a little lower depending on, on, on your area. But how, how, how accurate really is Zillow? Um, so Zillow, depending on the market, is a lagging indicator no matter what because it's it's going to have a little bit of a few months of old information. Just taking those prior sales, looking at them, doing some averages. Right. And so if you're an investor, you don't want to go back more than six months. So you got to put your filter on to six months. Mm-hmm. And then the other important thing you got to remember is that the three bedroom, two bath across the street mm-hmm. might be in a brand new neighborhood. And the one that you're looking at might be in the hood. Mm-hmm. So you have yeah. to adjust according to your neighborhood as well. And it so, can change from one side of the street to the other. Absolutely. So um, you really have to kind of know your area that you're looking at. So I, I look at Zillow as, and I use it as a tool, but it's not my def- definitive tool. I don't mm-hmm. just say, hey, Zillow says it's worth this, so that's what it is. Yeah, you use it just as a guideline, but then you yeah, have to look at property. You have to look at a lot of property, I bet. You put a lot of miles on your vehicle. Do you do a lot of the viewing on Google Maps? How do you how do you check out the properties first? That's a great question. Uh, most of the time when I hear about a property, I actually make offers without seeing the house mm-hmm. because I already know I've, I've bought in the neighborhoods I've driven, I've already driven the streets. Mm-hmm. So I kind of know. So I will make an offer uh, almost over the phone. And if somebody's in the ballpark, then I'll drive out and go take a look at it. But if a realtor offers me a property, uh, the realtor knows the market as well. And so um, we will, uh, 
I'll, I'll just make my offer accordingly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just make my educated guess, and then uh, before we close, then I'll go take a look at it. We mm-hmm. have an inspection period, mm-hmm. so we, we'll really look at the house during the inspection period. I would imagine that as a real estate investor, the team, again, is critical, every element of the team, but one of the most important persons, I'm sure, on that, t- that team is the realtor because that's the person that's finding you the deals that if you have a good relationship with them, they're not going to be wasting your time and they're going to be giving you deals that have great chances of closing. We have to take a break, but when we come back from this commercial sequence, Ryan, I hope you'll tell our listeners a little bit about what kind of realtors they should be talking to if they want to become solid real estate investors. We'll be right back. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. This is Michelle Holbert, mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans. My mortgage license number is 184194. Our branch mortgage license number is 3723. Our address at Caliber Home Loans is 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, and that's Reno, Nevada, 89509. Our office telephone number is 775-284-1920. Our fax number is 855-321-7576. You can reach me on the cell phone at 775-742-3559. My email address is michelle.hulbert at caliberhomeloans.com. We are an equal housing lender. It's going to be a hot one today. The neighbors are getting their swimming pool ready. Let's go to Pool Supply Outlet. Everything in the store is super low priced. We need diving rings and some pool toys so I can be king of the pool. Pool Supply Outlet also has robotic pool cleaners. So we can spend more time enjoying the pool. And your koi pond. Yes, they're right next door to Oasis Pond Maintenance and Supply. Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue in Sparks. Pool Supply Outlet, Reno.com. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm enjoying my conversation today with outstanding guests in the studio offering us great advice on becoming real estate investors or improving your business as a real estate investor. With us in the studio today, I have two guests. Holly Kellogg is with us. She's with Meridian Energy Group Incorporated. And later in this break, we're going to be talking about the North Dakota oil business. What does that have to do with real estate? Let me tell you what. You don't put an oil rig on anything but real estate. So real estate in North Dakota can really pay dividends. And you don't even have to move into the state if you talk to the right people. So Holly's going um, to give us that information later on the show. And also with us in the studio, Ryan Frey from We Buy Houses. Ryan, and we're enjoying our conversation with you and talking about your work as a real estate investor. But I'm curious to know, maybe our listeners too, what did you do before you got into real estate investment and uh, how has it changed your life? Well, I am glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> I used to be a financial advisor for six branches of a bank down in San Diego. Okay. It was a really good time uh, just investing people's money. The bank was uh, growing. It ended up being bought by another bank. Uh, so I took all my clients and went independent. Uh, ended up hiring a really great lady to help me out. We started doing seminars for seniors. And as we grew, I mm-hmm. realized dealing with other people and their money sometimes is not as fun as you might think it is. Uh, she held my hand and said, you need to start flipping houses. Now, why would she say that? Uh, she had actually been doing it, but she had limited funds, so she could only do one once in a while. Okay. So she said, if you have some money, let's go do it. I was lucky enough to know somebody with a 
big equity line of credit on mm-hmm. their house and they agreed to let me borrow it for a short period of time to try and flip my first house. Mm-hmm. So she uh, took me down to the courthouse and we bought my first one. I think we paid 160 for it and uh, we worked on it for maybe five days and uh, we put it back on the market. On the 10th day it sold, or it was in escrow, mm-hmm. and I think we sold it for two something. We ended up making 35,000 bucks on the deal. Wow. So. Uh, a year later, I'm talking to her and she's like, you need to go do another one. So I do all the research and uh-huh. go to the courthouse steps and I try to bid on a few, I didn't get any. But uh, finally got another one. I think I paid 160 for this one and it was worth like 235. But I didn't want to do any work on it, so I found somebody that wanted to buy it, and they bought it from me without doing any work. Mm, so another another it, hit. It was awesome. So I made another I don't know thirty five thousand bucks on that one. Um, I just gave the guy a big discount so that he would do all the work. Sure. Um, so that that got me hooked, uh, okay. and then I actually moved back to to Reno and I started doing it here. And mm. right now I have seventeen houses that I'm flipping. Yeah. So going from one business of just handling some people's money and, and kind of investing, I guess, mm-hmm. into the real estate investment market was, was kind of fun. Yeah, I bet. And you always have a smile on your face. You always look like you're really enjoying the work that you do. Yeah, and it's tangible. Uh, I, I will say one thing. When I was a financial advisor, people would ask, you know, hey, where do I put my money to invest? I have I have $10,000 to invest. I'd say, yeah, if you put it in this, this mutual fund and maybe you make 10% this year, at the end of the year, you have $11,000, you made $1,000, you made 10% on your investment. Mm-hmm. If you put it in real estate, and you let's just say you go buy a $100,000 house and you put 10 grand down on your house and your investment goes up by 10%, you just made $10,000 because you don't make 10,000 on the, your down payment, you make $10,000 on your whole, uh, the, the whole entire home purchase. Mm-hmm. So now your, your investment's worth $110,000, and so you now have $20,000 at the end of one year. It's called leverage, it's a mm-hmm. little bit riskier, mm-hmm. but that's the reason why I really like real estate investment. Yeah, and if you don't get too greedy, I'm sure you can do very, very well, uh, because uh, that's really what was happening in the, the, the mortgage buildup, right? When the housing boom was going back in the early 2000s, is people weren't really looking at uh, any of the possibilities of what could happen if, if, if. They just kept rolling like it was gonna keep going forever. That's there correct. has to be a level of caution that you still have in all your Absolutely, deals. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you just gotta use some of your experience and, that, and then draw upon that experience from the early 2000s or late 2000, or 2006, I guess, yeah. or 2007, mm-hmm. yeah. We talked about how important it is to have a great team, but it's also important to hang around the right kind of people. Your story about how you started in real estate seems to go back to just one person, that one individual, that lady that you hired to work with you when you were in the investment business. I mean, what a gem she was. She was. She gave me the confidence to pull a trigger. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she had already done it a couple of different times. She didn't have enough money to keep, you know, do multiple properties, but she was excited. She always wore a smile. She was excited about it. And so it got me pumped about it. Yeah. And I was nervous to pull the trigger the first time. And now that I'm doing it, it's no big deal at all. Mm-hmm. It's super easy. So I would say, imagine you'd recommend that people look for a mentor, look for somebody that has done it before Absolutely. to talk to, to connect with, and maybe partner with. Absolutely. And even growing my business today, I've gone through, you know, I know a lot of realtors and I use a lot of them, but there are a few people that really stand out to me that have really helped, helped me out. They kept me in deals that I would have just backed out of because I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And they, they gave me the confidence to go forward. And I think that finding a very competent realtor with experience is probably one of the biggest assets you can have on your team. 
Yeah, the realtor plays such an important part in your work because that, that's where the deals are coming from. I'm talking with Ryan Frey. He's a real estate investor at We Buy Houses. So, Ryan, what are maybe one or two things that you would suggest that a real estate investor should ask or uh, inquire about when they're talking to a, a realtor that they want to help them out? I think every situation is different. Uh, number one, I would I would learn how to try and wholesale a deal because you just you need to learn how to fill out a contract first. Okay. That's probably the most important thing. And then secondly, I, I believe if you're going to talk to somebody about buying their home, you need to know how to talk to them because you got to gently talk to them because they're going through, they're in it's trauma. Emotional, very emotional, yes. You're, you're nervous because you're buying real estate and you have your own problems, but yeah. this person's problems are way bigger than yours. <laughs> yeah. So you're they're looking to you to help them out, so you got to speak confidently and carefully and calmly and hopefully sympathetically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I think that would be my suggestion. Um, and then absolutely have, if you're gonna go through with the purchase of the, the property, have a confident real estate person on your side or on the other side of the deal. Mm-hmm. You need to have competency in your realtors because they, they're the ones that keep the deals together. Mm-hmm. Excellent, that's great advice for our listeners. Listeners, Ryan Frey, and I'm hoping that you will come back when we have some time additionally to talk about the new developments in real estate because things seems like it changes almost every day. I'll come back anytime. Thank you very much. Also with us in the studio, as I mentioned earlier, Holly is with us, Holly Kellogg. She's with Meridian Energy Group Incorporated. And I've been waiting for this segment all throughout the show, Holly, so I can talk to you about oil in North Dakota. Tell us what we're uh, going to be hearing about. Isn't that a fabulous subject? <laughs> I, I actually always love oil yeah. because everybody needs it. Everybody uses it. Every time I fill I filled up my gas tank this morning, I'm thinking, Absolutely. you know, I wonder what the price of oil is. It must have gone up because the gas price went up. <laughs> well, what's happening, uh, as I mentioned earlier, in 2014, the Supreme Court finally changed a 40-year-old ruling. Uh, previously, they had uh, made a ruling that no new refineries were to be built in the U.S. So the refineries that are existing are many times, you know, 60 and 80 years old that have Mm -hmm. been retrofitted throughout the years. So with this new ruling, it now allows new refineries to be built, which we can start to keep up with production because even though oil prices went down and several oil wells did close, there's still a lot of production of oil. The U.S. is number one in oil and gas production. So now with the new refineries, uh, the oil companies will be able to keep up and, and because crude isn't worth anything until it gets refined. Right. I do want to clarify, um, this is not uh, an investment opportunity into an oil company. We are separate. We are a refinery. So what we'll do is we are looking to build a 55,000 barrel a day refinery in North Dakota, which is called, it's the heart of the Bakken's which includes several states and part of a little bit of Canada. And it's now known as the second largest oil producing area in the U.S., mm-hmm. Second Pine, Texas. And uh, that's why we've chosen to build our refinery there. Even with a decrease in oil production, they're pulling out of the ground about a million barrels a day. Mm. So, and this is a 55,000 barrel a day refinery. So there's plenty of oil to be refined. We'll be, we are in negotiations with oil companies currently, and we are going to create what are called tolling agreements where um, the, refi- the, the, the refinery will be designed around the needs of the products the oil company wants, mostly gas, diesel, jet fuel, plastics, naphtha, which goes up to Canada to thin their oil. and. Um, they basically, to simplify it, they bring their oil in, it's refined to their specs, we're paid, they take it back. Mm. So we do not have market risk of selling the oil. Because it's the, not your oil? It's not our oil, no. it's not our refined product. Yeah. 
we're basically a middleman, mm-hmm. uh, which eliminates all that. So people go, I don't want to invest in oil. Well, we're not an oil company <laughs> or mm-hmm. a refinery. Mm-hmm. It's a needed asset in the oil business. However, the oil market obviously is going to to drive the demand of the refinery, I would imagine, right? Because you're, uh, if, if, there's, if there's a way cut back in production uh, or, uh, or in uh, recovery of crude, right? There's not going to be as much to refine. But know, correct me on that if I'm wrong. Yes and no. What you want to look is look at is the actual area. North Dakota, even with the decrease in production, is pulling out of the ground about a million barrels a day. A lot of oil. Mm-hmm. This is a 55,000 barrel a day refinery. There are two other refineries in the area, one about 65 years old. The other one is a year old. It was the first new refinery. Mm-hmm. And that's still only about 130, 140,000 barrels a day. So who's doing, who's doing that other 900,000 barrels a day? Or? Well, bottom line, what you want to look at is why would the oil companies who are used to using a refinery come to us? Okay. Bottom line, it's their transportation cost. Mm-hmm. They have to put their crude on railways, trucks, ship it to the Gulf Coast, the East Coast, the West Coast. It costs them 12 to $18 a barrel just to get it refined. Mm-hmm. So if we're next door to them, basically, it costs them about two bucks. It's a no-brainer. So it, yeah, so for the oil ref- we refine for them, it creates a much higher profit level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of the oil, it, you know, the end product is their choice, but we will undoubtedly be creating a lot of diesel fuels mm-hmm. because they need diesels for their own trucks, tractors, everything else. Just to, yeah, to run the recovery process. Right. Yeah. You know, now they have to ship it out to create diesel and then drive it back in. So what it does, it also saves the environment. You've got EPA looking at it. Um, EPA is now finally, with a court ruling, gone back to the states. Um, and we are going to exceed the 2025 ruling at at or near zero sulfur emissions. We'll, we'll be at that stage with our first barrel of oil, mm-hmm. which will come out in the next couple of years. Um, and without all that trucking and railroading going by, it's it's fewer emissions going and saving and saving oil at the same time because Absolutely. you're not transporting so Absolutely. much. Absolutely, so it's it's a win win for so everybody. This, so this will be the newest oil refinery in the United States. One of the newest. Yeah. The very first one was built uh, about 20 miles from us. Okay. So yeah, it's a it's a very unique opportunity. It's historic. Uh, we're getting national recognition. Uh, when we had our first press releases in December with two of the major engineering firms that are designing, getting us through the permitting process and so forth, Wall Street came knocking at our door. It's, it'll be about a $900 million project, and we're doing a $30 million private raise of capital for accredited investors. So it's a unique in, opportunity to get involved. Um, and then your exit strategy is obviously an, an IPO, initial public offering, or an acquisition. And that'll happen in about three years. Well, we mostly talk about investing in real estate on Nevada Real Estate Radio, but of course we always recommend that people diversify as well. Here's an interesting way to diversify. It's by talking with Holly Kellogg from Meridian Energy Group Incorporated. She's with Shareholder Relations and uh, talking about a new oil refinery, one of the newest in the United States in many, many years. It's going to be in North Dakota, and it sounds like it's got clients waiting and ready to do business once it's fully operational. Holly, in case anybody wants more information, they want to talk to you, what's the best way? I'm actually in a satellite office here in Reno, and my number is 775-771-0012. I'd be happy to chat with you, bring you up to speed, see if it might be something that would fit into your portfolio. Mm-hmm. And it is for accredited investors. Accredited investors only. Call 
Holly Kellogg at Meridian Energy Group Incorporated. I'll put all of your contact information on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Make it easy for people to find you. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. It's been marvelous. And I'd like to thank Ryan Frey as well, our investor guest from thank We you, Buy Peter. Houses. Ryan, it's been awesome having you here. Well, thank you very much, Peter. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to have you here, too. Any final thoughts for our listeners who are thinking about jumping in and becoming real estate investors? Just one. Do it. <laughs> All right. I like <laughs> it. Do it. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. This is Peter Padilla, your host. We're on the air every week, same time, same station. Tell your friends, your family, too, to tune in so they can get great information on real estate investments. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. It's going to be a hot one today. The neighbors are getting their swimming pool ready. Let's go to Pool Supply Outlet. Everything in the store is super low price. We need diving rings and some pool toys so I can be king of the pool. Pool Supply Outlet also has robotic pool cleaners. So we can spend more time enjoying the pool. And your koi pond. Yes, they're right next door to Oasis Pond Maintenance and Supply. Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue in Sparks. Pool Supply Outlet, Reno.com. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R. That's S-U-M-M-I-T-F-U-N-D-I-N-G dot net forward slash L-C-A-R. Or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750 and NMLS number 3199 and NMLS number 104-2857. Thank you.